Good evening. You're all doing well today. We're learning Maseches, Nadorim Daf Samach Gimel. And we're starting four lines from the bottom on Samach Bez, Amud Bez. Um, last night, uh, Rabbi Yaman and I were having a conversation after Daf Yomi. And he mentioned a Gemara that, or he mentioned an idea that this distinction between Gishamim and Geshem, remember we were talking about this. And I made a comment, which was 100% wrong. All I needed to do is read one more line in Shas to realize how wrong I was. Now, why would there be a distinction between Gishamim and Geshem? But that is the background. <laughs> Let's start with today's Gemara. The Gemara says, quoting from our Mishnah, that Ad HaGishamim, Achiu Gishamim, if a person makes a nether like that about the rains, Achaterid Riviashniya, Machlokes, the Tanakama holds that until the time that the second rain actually drops. And Rashbag Omer, it's not the time that the rain actually drops. It's only the, the approximate time. We'll see what those dates are as we as we progress in the Gemara. And the Gemara says, Amar Abzeira, Machlokes, when is there a machlokas between the, the Tanakam and Rashbag? That's only to Omar Ad HaGishamim. If the neder that the person said was in the plural of Ad HaGishamim. Aval Omar Ad HaGeshem, Ad Zman Gishamim Kamar. But if a person says it in the singular, then what he's referring to is the general season of rain and not specifically the second rain. And there, there should be no machlokas. And the Gemara asks a multi-tiered question on this idea of, are we sure that there's no machlokas with the language of with the language of Ad HaGeshem, let's see. Says the Gemara on the top of Samach Gimel Amaral, top line, first word, Mesve. We have a question from a Tosefta. Ezu shall revia. What are the times of the rains, the typical times of the rains? So this is going to be a machlokas, a three-way machlokas tanoim. Habechira, the first rain is Begimel, is on the third. Benonis Beshiva is going to be on the seventh. And Afela, the last rain, is going to be Be'esrim Vushlosha Divi Reb Meir. Rabbi Huda Omer Beshiva, Uveshiva Asar, Nope, it's on the 7th. All of this is in the month of Cheshvan. It's on the 7th, it's on the 17th, and it's on the 23rd. He says it's on the 17th, it's on the 23rd, and it's on Rosh Chodesh a week later. This final shita said, The Yechidim who would be Mis'ane, who would fast in order to uh, to beg a Kodesh Baruch Hu for rain, so he wouldn't fast until Rosh Chodesh Kislev, which is Lashitaso, because he says that the final rain falls on Rosh Chodesh Kislev, and therefore if by that day there is no rain, that was grounds for the Yechidim, not everybody, but for the Yechidim to do some type of fasting. Now, that's the end of the Tosefta. Allah. We said on that, I understand why we need three times. The first time that we need it is to teach us Lishoel. Take a look at the Ran, about two inches below where we are. Lishol, the same Talumatr Livracha Bivirchasashanim. The reason why we needed the Mishnah to articulate when the first rain was supposed to show up is because that's when we start saying the same Talumatr Livracha, a whole deun about today, about what we're doing now. We started in a weird time, December 4th, 5th, very odd. Okay, we said that we know why we have the first one. Shlishis, we also know why we need the third rain. <coughs> that is Lahisanos, so that the tzaddikim, the people who are a little bit more righteous, they can do some fasting. But the problem is, why is it that we need... <clears throat> Why is it that we need to have the second rain? So says the Gemara of Amar Abzeira Linoder. The reason we need, we need that is because of a noder, that if a person makes a neder, that they're not going to rain. That second rain, the middle of the three rains, was to tell a person that they're fasting, that their neder ends at that point. Amen.
And the Gemara says, And on that we said, On this whole Tosefta that we learned, we asked the following question. Who holds like the following Brisa? Rashbag Omer Gishamim Shiyardu Shiva Yamim Zaharze Atamona Bahan Riviri Shonavishnia. This is what the Brisa says. If you have seven straight days of rain, how do you count those days? It's not seven rains. There only are three halachic rains. How do we view those those moments of rain, those seven days of rain? The Gemara says, Atamona Bahan Riviya Rishonavishnia. They count as the first rain and the second rain, seven days straight, Kiman. Who is this like? It's Kiribyosi. How do we know that it's like Rabyosi? Because if you look at Rabyosi's Shita, which is four lines down on this Amud, on Samach Gimel Amud Alev, you'll see that there are seven days from one rain to the next. And because of that, the Haraya, it must be that Rashbag is holding like the opinion of Rabyosi, which also shows you that there is a Machlokas, seemingly, between Rashbag and the Tanakama in this case. That's very odd because we are under the assumption that the person under these circumstances said Ad HaGeshem. And the problem with that is that if you look at the, the what we started with tonight, we said that there is no machlokas with the language of Al HaGeshem. There's only a machlokas with the language of Al HaGeshemim. So to that, the Gemara responds. It's, it makes the question seem simple. It must be Ahud Amar Ad HaGeshemim. <laughs> so not a Lamdash answer. It's a Pasha to answer. You thought that everything we were just talking about, this whole Tosefta that we just learned and all of the extra layers of, of the question, you thought that all of that was with the language of Ad HaGeshem and there should not be a machlokas. Answers the Gemara, there is a machlokas here because the language of the Noder was not al hageshem, but rather al hageshamim. And al hageshamim is our Mishnah from Samach Beis and Beis, which is where we see the machlokas Tanakam and Rav Shem Ben Gamliel problem solved. <clears throat> says the next Mishnah, Konem yayin she'eni toim l'shana. I'm not going to drink wine for a year, says this particular person. And then after the fact, after his commitment, I should say, after he makes his commitment, he does it before the Chacham and Paskin that we're going to have an Adar Sheni. And then what's the din with the Shnas Ibur? Asr Ba'ubi Ibura. So not only is he, it's not it's not only 12 months, we have to attack on, let's say that uh, the, the most practical way to look at this is if Adar Sheni is the end of his uh, of his year. So he says in Adar Rishon of one year, I'm not going to have wine for a year. So then it's going to be a 13 month neder. Because the 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 Iberior that we add at the end, in this case, the way I'm structuring the case at the end, that's the case where it would really have its most direct implications. And it would be a 13 year, a 13 year another. What? Oh, so that we saw earlier, the language of Shana Zu. So that's, these are subtle, again, it's hard to appreciate this, but that, that would be the answer. Remember we saw Hayom. We saw these distinctions of Hayom and Yom Zu. So those distinctions are the answer to that question. Again, I don't remember which one's which, but, uh, but that is the answer to the question. The Gemara says two-thirds of the way down the Mishnah, actually. If a person says, Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar, if a person says that they're going to not drink wine until Rosh Chodesh Adar, and we know, of course, that when there is an Ibriyor, we always add, add that as an Adar Sheni. So what's our standing assumption when a person says the word Adar? That's Ad Rosh Adar Rishon. That only applies until Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon, and then your whole neder is over. Ad Sof Adar. What if a person says that their whole neder that they're making is until the end of Adar? Are we machmir and say the end of Adar Sheni instead of Adar Rishon? Says the Gemara, no. Ad Sof Adar Harishon. In other words, it seems to be, and the Gemara calls this out right away, eight lines from the bottom as the Gemara opens on Samach Gimel Amid Aleph. Do you have a star that changes to Sheni?
Is that self-shame? I don't know. Like yesterday. Yeah, but he knows the Rambam. I don't know what's going to work better with the Gemara going. It's this version. That's why I didn't even look at the note. Because look at the first line of the Gemara. Almost stama the other the Gemara Rishon. The stama must be Rishon. But then how does the Rambam learn the Gemara? Very difficult because it seems from when, when it's a very I didn't I didn't catch that. Thank you for calling that out. Um, it's a very significant difference, and I don't know how the Rambam learns the Mishnah based on the first line of the Gemara because the first line of the Gemara is almost stama de adar de kama rishonu. We had two cases a reference of adar. One was ad rosh chodesh adar. The other was ad sof adar, and both of them seem to be rishon. How does the Rambam even read the first line of the Gemara? That doesn't solve. That doesn't solve for the simplicity of the Gemara, that we simply assume that when you say Adar, it's a reference to Adar Rishon. But I mean, it's also that word Ad. That's what all of this is about: is how do we define Ad? If you say Ad Adar, I mean, why would you think it'd be anything else but Adar Rishon? The Rambam thought it was. The Rambam thought it was the. No, not at the beginning. There's two cases. The first case, everybody agrees. Ad Rosh Adar, first Rosh But David, there should be no reason that we should switch to Adar Shani by saying Ad So. I'm not arguing one way. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. One one Adar, and then. But then the Gemara is over. Then the Gemara's inference is that we've learned something from our Mishnah. We learned that Stam Adar is Adarishon, and that's not true according to the Rambam. I'm not being biting. I'm I'm asking the same question that David's raising. I, I it's very odd. Okay, it requires more research than we have time for. Let me just look at one more thing here. What did the Balayatosva say over here? No, that's a little too far. Yeah, he doesn't talk about it. Okay, great question, David. Thank you. <clears throat> and then says the Gemara, under this assumption, it seems to be from our Mishnah, two cases where we say the word Adar with no context. We treated them both like they were Adar Rishon. So if that's true, says the Gemara, it must be that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehudahi. Why? To Tanya, we have a brisa. Tanakam is of the opinion. When a person's writing a star and he's talking about Adar Rishon, Kosev Adar Rishon, that's what he should write. Adar Sheni, he should say, Kosev, uh, Kosev Adar Stam, David Remer, the opposite. That's Remer. Our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. What does Rabbi Yehuda say? Remer Omer Adar Harishon Kosev Stam Adar. Sheni Kosev Tinyon. That's like Tinyana. That's the second word. So it says this is very clear that it seems to be that our Mishnah is only like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda because if it was like the sheet of Rav Meir, Stam would have been Sheni. So obviously Baharaya, it's clear as day. Says the Gemara, it's not so clear. Amar Abaye, two lines from the bottom on Samach Kemal Amar Aleph, Afilu Tema Rav Meir. We could even say that our Mishnah is like the opinion of Rav Meir. How can we say that? Our Mishnah said that a Stam Adar is Adar Rishon. Rav Meir said Stam is Adar Sheni. Says the Gemara, it depends. In the case of Rav Meir, when Rav Meir says that Stam is Shani, that's when we know that there's an Ibriyor. But in the year that we don't know that, then the Stam is an Adar. So we could create a distinction, a Chakira, between the cases to make it work. And the Mefarish here points out, that this is a helpful... I want. I always wonder, why, why is it that sometimes... Rashi does this too. Sometimes it says Benichusa, and sometimes it says Siyua. It always says in the darn, no? I've seen I've seen CUA before. No. Outside of the darn? Yeah. I'm almost certain. 
We've seen it in the dark. For sure. Dark. For sure. And we've also seen Bini Husa. We just we just saw one a couple of days ago in the I think that was actually in the run. Yeah, yeah. This Masechda? No, yeah, this. Well, it's also in a different It's not Rashi. It's not Rashi. It's not Rashi. Maybe it's at the difference between. Could be, but I remember seeing CU another. I've asked this question before. Another, another. Yeah. Well, now I have to look it up. I'm like really curious about it. Okay. So it says the Gemara, what's the Raya? of Tanya, we have a CUA. Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar. If a person makes that commitment, then Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon. And had it been a year of an Ibrayor, Ad Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. This is a little different than our case, by the way. So this case is showing us like the language of the Rambam that you just pointed out. How does that stem with our Mishnah? Maybe that's why the Rambam felt the need to go in another direction. Okay. Seems that there's a machloket between two between the Tosefta. This Tosefta is Perak Dalad, and the Tosefta we started with was uh there. Okay, fine. So the Gemara says over here, Michlal the Resha Look at the Resha. The Resha was talking about a, a year that was Meuberas because he said Adarisha In one case, it was very obvious that it was an Ibrayor. And the uh, So this is showing a raya, a distinction, uh, a support to the Sheets of Abaye that our Mishnah could even be like Rib Meir. And Rib Meir, when he said that Adar Stam is referring to Adar Shani. That was talking about when they had already passed, and it was clear they knew from a couple months early that it was going to be an Ibrayor. But in a case where uh, in a case where we don't yet know, it's the first many months of the year, and we don't yet know if it's going to be an Ibrayor. So then then uh, then Stam Adar is Adar Rishon. Does this work with everything or just Nadar? What is this? This the the way we're handling whether it's Adar Rishon or Adar Chaney. Well, by and large, for mitzvot, we usually look at the second month. Well, That's true. One hundred percent. But I'm saying lemaisa. We don't. Uh, lemaisa. We don't do it. It comes up by bar mitzvah boys. It's by bar mitzvah boys. If you say by your sites also, but by a bar mitzvah boy, there's an afkamina midoraisa. What happens if a person's bobayom is? He was born in a regular year, and his bar mitzvah was in a year with an Ibrayor. So really, he's thirteen years in one day in Adar Rishon. But if you hold Adar Sheni, that's I don't even know how that would work. It has to be thirteen years in one day. That's what we refer to the bar mitzvah boy as Yud Gimel Shan of Yom Echad. The Chorah by the Bar Mitzvah, we don't say such a thing by the Bar Mitzvah. We probably famous, you know, the twins that one's born. My 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 twins, my twin, my twins almost had, almost had different secular birthdays, very close, like within an hour or so. But it would have been much more complicated halachically. They could have almost had different Bar Mitzvah parshas. They were born on a Thursday night. One day later, <laughs> could have been very complicated. I'm not I'm not doing two kiddushes, you guys. We're pushing off the Bar Mitzvah. That's for sure. Okay. This Mishnah that we're about to learn is very unique because there's no Gemara. It goes all the way to the end of the parak, and there's no commentary at all. Another quirk of Maseches Nadarim. I don't think we've ever seen this in Shas. We haven't seen this in Shas so far, to my knowledge. <clears throat> Maybe it exists elsewhere. We've seen Mishnahis that have one line afterwards, but to quote a Mishnah in full, no commentary, it sometimes makes me wonder, like, which I've never learned. Very good. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. 
Remind me when I when I say in Shavuos, we don't see this anywhere else in Shas. Just please call me out to the eighth parak of Nadar. So it says the Gemara Mishnah as follows, six lines down. If a person says that they're not going to drink wine until Pesach, what does until mean? They don't mean including the Seder night. They mean up to the Seder night, and you can drink that night. We factor in societal norms into the nether. If a person's going to say, I'm never drinking wine again this year, they don't mean, that's not what they mean. This is not Lamaisa. Most people don't want to avoid uh, doing mitzvahs. It's just not normal. I'm not going to eat any meat until the fast, till Yom Kippur. What does that mean? with the meat. You can still eat meat. Until the night before the tzom, you're allowed to eat meat. Got to get the calories in. Again, we factor in societal norms when a person is making another. Third of the way down, Rabbi Yossi ben No. Rabbi Yossi was the son of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda was the first person mentioned in our Mishnah. He says, Omer, konem shum, I'm not going to eat garlic, it was a strong custom back in the day, people would eat garlic. The whole thing would end by Friday night. Rabbi first many years ago sent me, uh, it was actually a fax, which is very rare. He sent me a fax. And it was a custom, I think it was written by the stipler. I have to look back in my notes now. I have it in my email somewhere. It was a, a letter from the stipler for people who were having trouble having children. And he writes there that you need to take garlic and you need to fry it, um, put it in oil on a frying pan before Shabbos, just a little bit till it's just a little bit brown and it's a skula for, for having children. You know, the Gemara says, Shum is Marbazera. There's, like, there's different things like that. Messias? Yeah. I don't know. That's why he showed me this. I, I'll, I'll bring it. It was very cool. It was written on like the old type, typewriter kind of. Well, I'll find it. Next, halfway, halfway through the Mishnah. You're coming over. I'm not hearing any other way about it. Uh, you're going to come over and you're going to take stuff for you and for your son. And I'm not hearing anything else about it. I make a nether against you. Says the Gemara, yeah, that's not binding. Everybody knows what that guy is doing. He's trying to be the nice guy, right? He's just he's trying to use a halachic uh, twist. Ah, I hear him make another. Uh, okay, we know what you're doing. We got it. We got it. Everything that you were saying was for me. My covenant is not to take from you. So the whole thing, even you can undo that nether. That's not binding at all. Two thirds of the way down. I make a nether for you to get enough for me. I make a nether against you if you don't give me something. Sounds like a little bit of arm twisting. Look what Rameer says. Rameer Omer, it is binding, which means that according to Rameer, you could make a nether that forces someone to give you something. It's not for money, that's for sure. Not for a chov. Not for a chov. So that iser, that iser, uh, that neder, the neder status would would be would, would be standing still. This person can also undo the neder in its entirety. Yeah, that's as if you got it. What does that even mean? <laughs> Very difficult mishnah. This is a mishnah that actually needs gemara, but it's uh, not. We're not going to get it. First of the very long lines. 
A brother um, was being forced, pushed into marrying his his uh, his brother's daughter, his niece, which is the the mother niece to marry. So Omar and he says, in order to get out of the marriage, he said, "I don't want to marry my niece." So Omar konim shehi nehnisli laolam. I make a neder against her. She's never allowed to benefit benefit from me ever. And similarly, hamagarish asisto, a person who wants to get divorced, and if things are not going his way, Omar he makes a neder konim. My wife can never benefit from me. So when people make these sweeping claims under these particular circumstances, it's not binding. So a man says, I don't want to marry my niece. I make a nether that I'm never, she can get no hana from me. I say, I want to divorce my wife. I make a nether, she'll never get hana from me. Says the Gemara, why is it that these are not binding? Because we have to understand what he was doing. Think about the context. He wanted to force the divorce. So he said, Konam that she'll never benefit from me. He wanted to force the issue that he wouldn't marry his niece. Konam that she can never benefit from me. What was he really saying? I don't want to marry her. That's all he was saying. Therefore, says the Gemara, He didn't mean he wasn't going to help her, wasn't going to help her carry her bags. He meant he wouldn't sleep with her, that there would be no issues, there would be no husband-wife relationship. And that's what he was assuring when he was saying to, to his wife, we're going to get divorced, I don't want to sleep with you again. And he's going to say to the niece, we cannot sleep with each other. So that's what was going on. So we really, the, the Nadarm, this is another level of difficulty because we've learned... This is now contextual Nadarim. It's very hard to really... To write a sefer on Hilchos Nadarim is hard because there's so many intricate levels of uh, of context. Very hard. It changes with time, and it has to change with the time. Not this problem specifically, but many things do, of course, change with the times. Yeah, very hard. Last couple of cases. I'm forcing you. Please come over. Come over. Come over. Come over. And I say. I am never coming over to your house. He makes a nether. I won't even take one drop of food from you, not even cold. No problem. Come in and have a cup of water. Because contextually, what was the guy saying? He just meant, I'm not here to sit down with wine in a suit. I'm thirsty. You want to give me a cup of water? No problem. Contextual. So again, we should never be making the dharma. But this Gemara is, is telling us that we have to be very careful in regards to uh, what we say, lakula, because we have to make sure that we don't end up in a scenario where we think we're usher from something, and really it's mutter. This was quoted. This is the actual Mari Makom. We quoted it out of context in another setting, correct? Yeah. Where does it say that that happened? It was also in my memory somewhere. Le'el chafala. Hey, we remembered something from 40 blad ago. It's pretty good. Mazatot. Hadron Allah konam yam yiratsam, come back to this daf in seven and a half years, wishing you all a beautiful night. Your child is definitely